0: Hey everyone, and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party, causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm Miro's host, Michael Wontalb, and for the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today day truly unique. In this episode, we examine the events that occurred September 21st. So today I thought we would look at someone from history instead of an historical event. Although I guess you could argue that the birth of someone is actually an historical event. So who are we talking about? Let's see if you can guess. This person was a novelist, a teacher, a historian, and a journalist. This person's most notable works include The Time Machine, The Invisible Man, the War of the Worlds, and the Island of Dr. Moreau. We are, of course, talking about the author, H.G. Wells. A little-known fact is that while Helena George Wells was quite prolific as a writer, it was her brother Charles that served as the face, the public persona of the author. Helena had a daughter sometime in the 1880s, we're not really sure when, but sadly, She was murdered sometime in the 1890s. Again, we're not quite sure when. We do know that in 1889, Helena was invited to Warehouse 12 and was presented with the prospect of an apprenticeship there with the resident Artie Cutaranga. While at the warehouse, it's reported that Wells smelled apples, which, according to Warehouse lore, meant that the warehouse favored her. So what did she do as an agent of Warehouse 12? Well, she hunted Jack the Ripper, became an inventor, and was ultimately bronzed at her own request May 2nd, 1914, until 2010 when she was de-bronzed, and of course I'm talking about the TV show Warehouse 13. It's a pretty cool show if you haven't already seen it. The year was 1866, and on this day, September 21st, author Herbert George Wells was born in Bromley, Kent, England. His parents were shopkeepers, and while his father did play a bit of professional cricket for a time, the family was always on the verge of poverty, at least according to Britannica. He began reading in earnest at age seven When an accident left him bedridden for months and more than a bit of time for reading. His father's shop would eventually fail, and while the family would struggle, Wells actually won a scholarship to the Normal School of Science, and not, as some believe, the Abnormal School of Science. It was here that he learned about the sciences, if you can imagine. He graduated London University in 1883, but it was while at college that he began to dabble in writing, even publishing his first short story, The Chronic Argonauts. With this new success as a writer now in place, Wells did what many would do in the same situation, and he went to teaching. He also published a biology textbook. This may actually surprise you, but one of Wells' students was none other than A.A. Milne, who, as we know, would go on to write the Winnie the Pooh series of books and stories. After his teaching days, he went on to write The Time Machine, which saw immediate success, and he began to write science fiction, predicting the future in many of his works, and often saw him compared to the likes of Jules Verne. In 1891, he married to his cousin, but when that failed, he ran off with a former pupil, Amy Catherine Robbins, who would become his second wife. What may be surprising to some is that while Wells was described as sexually unappealing, unpossessing, and a short man with a high-pitched voice and a tubby in tow, he had a fair amount of secret lovers. These included the daughter of New Zealand's High Commissioner to the UK, Amber Reeves, Russian spy, Moria Benkendorf; and Dutch writer, Odette Kuhn. Apologies on the pronunciation for those. He continued to publish into the 20th century, and in his novel, Mr. Britling Sees It Through, showed the English people during the Great War, which itself changed his views socially and politically. And speaking of politics, Wells was a bit of a socialist, but he was also publicly vocal against the German government. He would eventually join the leftist labor party of Britain and was active in forming a doctrine of human rights during the Second World War. He would oversee the expulsion of the German chapter of Penn International, that's the poets, playwrights, editors, essayists, and novelists, for their anti-Semitism and their failure to protest the German book burnings of the 1930s. And speaking of those book burnings, one of his books, The Outline of History, was included in those burnings. His name was also included in the SS Black Book, which was a list of people to be arrested and imprisoned during a proposed invasion of Britain. Wells was actually nominated for the Nobel Prize in Literature four times, but never won, and one of the notable non-literary things he did was co-founding the Diabetic Association, what would eventually become Diabetes UK, with R.D. Lawrence after being diagnosed around 1930. Wells would devote his life to writing, completing on average three books a year, but towards the end of his life, his writings became, according to Biography.com, a bit pessimistic, often contemplating the end of society and humanity. Some attribute this to his declining health. H.G. Wells would die August 13, 1946, due to unspecified causes so let the conspiracy theories roll apparently he stated that he wanted his epitaph to read i told you so you damned fools but this request was not honored and he was instead cremated with his ashes being spread into the english channel that's going to do it for us today if you like this podcast and want to hear more give us a rate and a review that helps me out helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all if you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Your Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.